Well, hey there, friend. How are you feeling today? Like mentally and emotionally, where are you at? The reason I ask is because as women, especially as moms, we tend to be very influenced by whatever mood we find ourselves in. Now, last week, I did an episode all about claiming your passion and joy and happiness. But you may be left wondering, well, what the heck do I do when I'm just not in the mood for all those rainbows and unicorns? If you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you're a person who sets goals for yourself and you likely have some kind of daily game plan to get you to the next level or at the very least to help you and your family live a good life. But what you're going to discover today is that no matter what you're doing to get you closer to your goals, your success is largely going to depend on how well you're managing your moods. How often do you commit to something, say, going to the gym a certain number of times per week, or carving out that special time with your spouse, or setting the intention to connect with your kiddos, or meeting up with a friend, but then you back out because you find that you're just not in the mood that day. Do you see how as good as our intentions can be, they're also largely dependent on what mood we're in? Today, we're going to talk about how to take charge of your mood. And no, the answer is not to simply just change how you feel, but I'm going to present you with some proven and practical ways to improve your mood and Get you feeling like your best self today. Are you ready? Stay tuned. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to invite you to book a one-on-one clarity call. Now's the time to make real progress on your goals and dreams for the new year and for the future, and I want to help you. You might be wondering what a clarity call would look like with me. Imagine working with me one-on-one personally on a phone call where we identify exactly what you want in your life and what's holding you back. Strategize on the next steps that you would need to take to get there and where we uncover your true potential. I know you're already a successful, hardworking woman, and I know that you want more for your life and for your family. Sometimes we all need someone to help us get out of our own way and step into the best version for our life. Clarity Calls book up fast, so visit sarahmunder.com today to learn more. The best time to plant an oak tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is today. Don't wait to invest in your future and your potential. Your future self will be so grateful for what you do today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. Before we dive into today's topic, I'd love to share with you a beautiful testimonial 
from one of my amazing one-on-one coaching clients, Lindsay, shout out to you, Lindsay, who sent me this review and gave me permission to share it with you. Her message was so good and gave me all the feels that I couldn't not share it with you. So she said, I just finished out my first month working with Sarah as my coach. I've never spent money on a life coach or anything like this before, and so I was really nervous to make this kind of investment when there are so many other things my family also needs at this time. However, I ask myself now what I waited so long for. I'd known for a long time that I had it in me to reach greater potentials for myself, but I could never seem to make traction I was truly proud of. It seemed like I was stuck in my same old thinking patterns and habits. Just in this first month of coaching with Sarah, I've made several personal breakthroughs and have managed to create new habits that actually feel good not hard. And it seems like my family has been doing better than ever too. I'm finally feeling excited and motivated with this new path I'm on to reach goals that I never thought possible for myself before. And I can't wait to see what I uncover with Sarah guiding me in the months to come. I'm so grateful to you, Sarah, for seeing more in me than I saw in myself, for helping me create new standards for my life for helping me navigate the challenges that come with each new level of growth, and for compassionately holding me accountable to greatness. (laughs) I literally get chills when I read this kind of stuff because it touches me so deeply. And I'm so grateful to you, Lindsay, for this review, if you're listening. I've actually been working with Lindsay now for a few months, and I'm so incredibly proud of her for showing up for herself, for not giving up when it feels hard, and for being incredibly brave and audacious. I have to say, this coaching thing I'm fairly new to. I've only been doing it since last year, but dude, other than being a mom, I don't think I've ever done anything so rewarding as working with my fellow mamas and helping them reach new levels of growth and fulfillment in their lives. If you've been thinking about getting a life coach or if you've been a regular listener of the Motivation for Mom show and you like my style and you think that I could help you uncover and discover your own greatest potential, I'd love to hear from you. So, of course, you can always send me an email, sarah at sarahmunder.com, or send me a direct message on Instagram and say, I'm interested in coaching and I'll send you the next steps. Remember that the journey to wherever you want to go in this life is just a series of steps. And so I ask you, what steps are you taking now? Are you enjoying yourself along the way? Are you stopping to enjoy the scenery and learn along the way? And girlfriend, are you even on the right path? So just some things to think about. Now today, I want to talk to you specifically about taking charge of your mood, because this is a big one for us moms. Naturally, we're very emotional beings, and without personal awareness and even intention, our emotions, our feelings, our moods can easily get the best of us and take over our experience of this life and other people's experience of us. 
Here's another reason why taking ownership of your mood is absolutely necessary for you to succeed in this life. In the article, How to Create a Breakthrough in Any Area of Your Life by Tony Robbins, he says that to have lasting success, you've got to master three areas, your strategy, your story, and your state. Now, your strategy is your life's game plan, how you are choosing to execute on your days. Most strategies will work, but the problem is they're greatly dependent on the story or narrative that you're telling yourself. In other words, the things that have happened to you in your life, your memories, have led to you creating certain beliefs about these stories. He says, We all have stories, narratives we tell ourselves about why we can or cannot do or achieve something in our lives. Whether we believe we can or can't, we're usually right because our expectation controls our focus, perceptions, and the way in which we feel and act. When a person succeeds, it's because they have the right strategy and usually they found it because they have a story that it was possible or they could make it happen. He goes on to explain that even if the story that you've been telling yourself for a long time is actually true, for example, say your father left when you were very young, it doesn't mean that the belief that you've attached to it is true. For example, you've been telling yourself that your father left when you were very young, therefore you're unlovable or that all men are awful and are going to leave you. Another example of a story that creates a belief is everyone in my family is overweight, including me, therefore I will always be overweight. You see, even if everyone in your family is overweight, even if you are currently overweight, it does not doom you to this necessary outcome. The outcome is what you decide it to be. Another one that us moms buy into more often than not, and I will admit I am guilty of this as well. You've probably heard me perpetuate this belief several times right here on the show, is that mom life is hard and that having kids is hard. And I have to stop and question, is it hard? Or is our perception of it hard? Is being a mom hard? Is having kids hard? Or is it all because of the external pressures that make it hard and sometimes even feel impossible? Being a mom like anything certainly does not come without its challenges, to say the least. But if you really stop to think about it, does repeating this belief that mom life is hard serve as an advantage to us? Because if we really wanted to, if it came down to it, are there ways in which we can redesign our life to make mom life not as hard? Are there affirmations and attitudes that we can practice putting on every day that can help us feel more empowered to take on the challenges of motherhood so that we feel strong and it feels not as hard? So ask yourself, what stories in my life have led to me creating these beliefs that are seriously limiting my potential? 
And this leads me to Tony's last area that we must master in order to succeed in our life, our state. And by state, of course, he is referring to the mental and emotional states that we find ourselves in. In other words, our mood. He said, of course, whether you have an empowering story or a disempowering one is influenced most powerfully by the mental and emotional state you're in at that moment in time. As human beings, we all develop emotional patterns, also known as moods, that are mental or emotional states that tend to filter how we look at our lives. The good news is... We are more in charge of our mental and emotional states than we realize. So don't buy into the belief that you are subject to whatever mood you happen to find yourself in, which is the whole point of this episode, girl. I want to remind you that you are in charge of your mood. Now, don't get me wrong. You cannot control when or whether you get triggered. A lot of times we get triggered without even realizing it. Someone said something to us a half hour ago in another room, and that leaves us feeling off and wondering why we feel so crappy all of a sudden. We see a sad or painful picture or a news article on Facebook that leaves us with paralyzing anxiety, so much so that we unnecessarily feel the pain of others over and over and over again. A lot of our personal triggers go unnoticed, but with practice and with a lot of self-reflection and even a lot of therapy, you can learn to recognize your triggers, recognize where your off-color moods come from, and you can learn to tame those triggers so that you no longer experience the massive tidal wave of emotions that you have in the past. Now, that same article that Tony wrote gives practical ways that you can change your state. In other words, there are things you can do to change your mood. The first thing you can do, you can actually use your physical body and do breath work to change the way you feel mentally and emotionally. This is so cool. It's been proven that slowed, deep breathing calms you down, brings you back to the present moment if you're feeling flighty, decreases anxiety, eliminates stagnant toxins that are stuck in your body, and can even affect your body temperature. Now, I did a previous episode about ways to manage anxiety, and I talked a lot about breath work and how it affects the vagus nerve to change how you feel. So for more tips on managing anxiety specifically, I recommend going back to that, ap- that episode after this one. It's titled Five Hacks for taking control of your anxiety. The other thing Tony's article talked about in regards to changing your mood is changing what you're focusing on because where focus goes, energy flows, right? You'll often see this in little kids. It's very normal and natural for little kids to get stuck in bad moods and even spiral and let their behavior get out of control. Because their brains aren't yet developed enough and they can easily get stuck in what psychologists call lizard brain or the lower part of the brain that simply cannot rationalize. You've probably found that most of the time, especially if they're tired or hungry or overstimulated, you simply cannot reason with a child. You can't talk them out of their bad mood or their tantrum 
the best thing to do is just to redirect them, which activates the more rational parts of their brain. And by redirect them, I basically mean distract them with something else. Child psychologist Dr. Dan Siegel recommends redirecting with something logical in nature, like numbers, for example. Activating the parts of the brain that require them to count can help them get out of lizard brain and into a more stable mood. And as adults, we spiral too, don't we? Our emotions can easily spiral out of control if we're focusing on whatever thoughts are causing us to feel how we're feeling. So if you're depressed and you keep telling yourself, I'm a failure, I'm never going to get it right, this is so hard, then that's the experience you're going to continue to have. But when we're intentional with the thoughts we choose to think and focus on, the way we feel can change. Our thoughts create our feelings. Don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that you never let yourself feel down or sad about a particular situation. Sometimes it's necessary for us to allow ourselves to fully feel our feelings in order to process things, especially when it comes to traumatic events, right? They say that trauma can get stuck in our body and even cause physical symptoms for years and years after the event. And that the best way to push that trauma through our body is to actually digest it and process it. And of course, there are a variety of ways that a therapist can help someone process trauma and grieve properly. But one of those ways is to imagine stepping outside yourself, so to speak, and witnessing your experience without judgment. It can help to look at what you're going through as if you were standing right next to yourself and taking notes on what was happening, like a scientist would examine a monkey's behaviors. To put words to our feelings is incredibly helpful and validating as well, because when you shine a light on something scary, it doesn't feel as scary, right? When my dog Gigi got hit and killed by a car, that event was so traumatic for me that I, I mean, I literally felt it in my body for weeks afterwards. I kept replaying the scenario in my head, which was so devastating and painful every single time. And initially, I had to give myself the time to process and grieve and just lay in bed and cry. But when it got to a point where I was unnecessarily causing myself suffering by replaying the scenario in my mind, I had to take control of my thoughts and remind myself that it wasn't serving me or my family to keep doing that. And it was doing absolutely no good to replay the scenario in my head over and over again like that. I had to intervene on my own thoughts and reassure myself, even after the fact even after she was gone, that it wasn't happening over and over again, like I felt like it was, that actually everything was okay and that she wasn't suffering and that just because this happened, it didn't mean that another bad thing was coming. So remember, sometimes it's necessary to give ourselves the time and space to process and grieve over the especially devastating or traumatic or triggering events in our life. However, when it comes to your day-to-day mood fluctuations, I want to remind you 
that yes, your moods and your feelings are all very valid. There are good reasons to feel the way you feel, but you have got to take charge of them and not let them get the best of you. Yes, someone wronged you. Someone almost hit you while you were driving, or maybe someone did hit you while you were driving. Are you going to choose to punish yourself and the world around you and make yourself miserable by allowing another person or a situation to put you in a bad mood? Remember, people cannot push your buttons if you don't allow there to be buttons to be pushed to begin with. Or maybe you're exhausted and the kids aren't listening and your husband is being insensitive and you haven't eaten anything nourishing all day and you're just an emotional mess. We all get to that point. I'm speaking to myself here as much as I'm speaking to you, sister, and I tend to get very moody if I don't get enough alone time, especially which with two little kids and being six months pregnant and my husband working from home most of the time, it seems like it's very hard to come by. But it's up to me to make sure that my need for alone time is being met. And if for whatever reason it simply cannot be met at that moment, it's still on me on how I am managing my mood in any given moment. I know that I personally sometimes get in this headspace where I'm walking around feeling and acting like everybody in my family owes me something. My husband will often tell me to take control of my energy, which at the moment totally pisses me off because often, you know, I really just need him to reassure me that everything's okay and to offer to do something to make things feel a little easier. But for the most part, I actually really appreciate how aware he is of the moods of our household. It's tough love for sure, but ultimately he's right. And I want to remind you that as well. And let me tell you, deep breathing really helps. And so does a hot bath, if you can come by it, or at the very least, a giant bowl of ice cream in the closet where you don't have to share. And let me offer this up, that sometimes it's necessary to consult professional help in considering medication to help you manage your moods. Don't let anyone who's not a professional tell you that that's not the right way. Some of us seriously suffer from mood or mental disorders that can actually be life-threatening. Or maybe there are certain seasons in our life where we might need more help than other seasons. I'm not saying that medication is always the right route for everyone to just jump into, because there are other things that are proven to help raise our moods too. But it's there. It's an option. And some of us might need it more than others. All I'm saying is, talk to your doctor, sister. And please take the whole picture into consideration. Other things you can do right now today are to move your body. I don't think there is anything more effective at changing your mood faster and more powerfully than exercise. The crisscross motion of moving your arms and legs stimulates the right and left sides of your brain. It releases endorphins, which are those feel-good chemicals in your brain that make you feel naturally high. It increases circulation, which helps deliver important nutrients to all parts of your body fast. And it helps eliminate stagnant toxins. And of course, it leaves you feeling really, really good about yourself. So move your body today. 
Don't overthink it. Don't think that you need to be all or nothing about going about it and that you need to go buy new exercise clothes or join a fancy gym or create some intense workout plan. You can do all those things too, but don't let all of that stop you from just moving your body right now today. Put on some shoes and get walking or run up and down your stairs 25 times or put on some music and have a cardio dance party with your kids. Just get moving. And of course, there are supplements you can take to improve your mood, St. John's wort, magnesium, other things. Just be sure to do your research and ideally meet with a naturopath who can tell you what's safe for you, especially if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Just because it's natural doesn't mean that it's necessarily safe. Um, Or if you have health problems, there's a lot to take into consideration, even with natural supplements like herbs. A naturopath is going to tell you how to take it, what to combine, what not to combine, and what's good for what symptoms. Other things to think about are to improve your diet. Make sure that you're nourishing your body and brain because there are so many hormones and different things like gut health that do play a role in how we feel. So take that into consideration. Maybe do some research. Try to get caught up on your sleep if you're behind. Start doing a gratitude list every day. And one of my favorites, change it up. As much as I believe in the power of habit and routine, I also think it's really important to change things up once in a while, even if that means, you know, taking a new route to work or exploring the library for a new type of book that you don't normally read or cooking a new recipe. Studies show that small tweaks like this can have a positive impact on how we feel because the brain gets excited with new and novel things to experience. And excitement produces dopamine, which is another feel-good hormone in the brain. So bottom line is, Tony says that in order to be successful, we need to take control of our state of being, which is going to influence the story you're telling, which is going to influence how well you follow through on your life strategies to get you to where you want to go. Having goals and a life plan is great, but as you can see, we're only going to go as far as our moods will let us. So take charge. Listen, at the end of the day, you know what you need to do to change your mood, don't you? That's why you're listening to this, because you know that listening to something positive can put you in the right mindset for the day. You wouldn't be choosing to listen to a personal development podcast if you weren't already intentional about your thoughts about your mindset, and about how you show up for your life. So take charge of your moods. Remember that it's not going to be a perfect process, so don't beat yourself up if you tend to get a little moody, but practice becoming more aware and intentional about your mental and emotional states. And remember, you are the boss mama. You are the queen of your tribe. And that means that you have a responsibility to set a good example and take ownership of your life and how you live this life. You can apologize to your family when you don't act or behave in a way that's aligned with your highest self. You can do that in a way that doesn't diminish or devalue your experience or your feelings. You are beautiful and amazing and you're doing a great job in case you needed to hear that. Now go out there Take charge of your day. Take charge of your mood. You beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama.
Thanks for listening. Wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed today's episode and you know a mama who could really use some positivity and motivation in her life, would you please share this episode? You can either hit the share or copy link button or take a screenshot and post it on Instagram using the hashtag motivation for moms podcast and tag me at Sarah Munder. By the way, if you're not yet following me on Instagram, what are you even doing? Get over there, follow my transformational journey and send me a direct message and let me know your biggest takeaway from today's episode. I love hearing from my listeners. It seriously makes my day, you guys. I'll see you there and I'll see you right here next week on Motivation for Moms.